0: Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your
1: ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec.
0: peeps, this is Michelle Medlek and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am talking to most amazing guest, Lisa. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for um, having me on the show.
1: I'm so excited to
0: be here too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know I'm, I'm going to get you off guard all the time, but that's okay. That's part of the fun of all of this. So give us the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do.
1: Oh yeah. Well, my name's Lisa Reed. I'm the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now. I absolutely love to teach other entrepreneurs how to use speaking as a way to market their business. To me, that's like super duper fun, and it's a really exciting way to uh, show up in the world as an entrepreneur. I, I obviously I love it because I love speaking. I think it's blast. I know at first
0: I was a little intrepid about it. <laughs> a little stressed going on stage every time, I'm like oh my god, I'm gonna fall flat in my face. Um, but eventually it just kind of becomes this thing where if you're, I think if you're an extrovert and you like to talk that you're just a natural born speaker and you just got to work out the, (laughs) the kinks and the fear and the nerves and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but how did you get into all of this?
1: Um, I actually started as dreaming about being a speaker through being, wanting to be a teacher when I was younger. I always, no matter what I was in, if I was in like little gymnastics class. I want to be a gymnastics teacher. And then I was, I want to be a kindergarten teacher, you know, and so forth and so on. I did end up becoming a gymnastics coach, by the way, in college, but that's a whole nother Oprah. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) I'm no Simone Biles, you know, (laughs) I just, I know enough to be dangerous. So, but I did get my bachelor's and master's degree in speech communication in college, and then went on a completely different path in my career it wasn't until I was 40 that I became a professional speaker. I was hired by a personal development company. I was already madly in love with what they did. I had a lot of transformation. It was pretty cool. So they said, hey, do you want to go out and speak and get us clients? And I was like, uh, yeah, where do I? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Dude. Where do I
0: start? What do I do? Yeah. And how do
1: I do that? <laughs> yeah. And so I did in that first year, I. I spoke 83 times that year in my local area. I booked them all myself, started with zero, started with zero email lists, no videos, no speaker sheet, no nothing about, I mean, yeah, I had my degrees from like a billion years ago, but I didn't know anything else besides that. So people started asking me, how are you doing this? Cause that's how I bring in clients. I'd fill workshops. I'd fill like 10 workshops a year with about 30 people in, in each workshop and brought the clients you know brought the company tons of tons of money and and great great amazing wonderful people and then other entrepreneurs started asking me okay how are you doing this how are you getting out there and so i started cataloging and literally like writing down okay what did i say to that part? like how did i get that gig when i don't have all these you know things you're supposed to have as a speaker and then i started teaching and that's why my company's called get speaking gigs now they weren't asking me like How do you speak and how do I get over my fear of speaking? I was already talking to people who were in like you, you're like, I have a little trepidation, but I know I'm good at this, but you could have the best talk in the world. And if no one hears it, it's not going to do you any good.
0: (laughs) Funny that when it's just you and the dog and the cat on the couch, it's
1: yeah, great place to practice. (laughs) Get it out there. A little bit bigger audience, (laughs) three dogs, three cats. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So what would
0: you say is kind of the key to getting booked? Let's start with that one.
1: Yeah, I well, I always start with the first, to me, the first step is getting your talk ready to rock. And that's part of my academy. That's a boot camp that I lead. Because if you don't have a talk, your mind can't really settle. Kind of like how you're saying you were super excited. And then at one point, you have to put your stake in the ground and go, this is what I'm standing for. This is what I want to share with people. This is what's going to bring a lot of value. And it's also going to grow my business, right? So it's, it is that twofold, twofold thing. And I think that's where a lot of speakers or a lot of people who want to be speakers get stuck. And I call it the speaker's kryptonite. I don't know if you've heard of that, Michelle, but <laughs> I made that phrase up because just like you were saying it, you start to think, oh, I don't know, is this, you know, yeah, I like to speak, but is this is going to be, is anyone going to like it? Is anyone going to gonna think I'm crazy? Is anyone going to ever buy my product or my service? Or am I going to laugh at the stage? I'm going to make a mistake. All the things start to come up.
0: And, and they come so up for everybody. I'm assuming it does
1: hundred percent. And then speakers, you're already like at that elevated vulnerability, right? You, like I always say, no one could do your pushups for you <laughs> when you're on stage It's you, you, and you. So it is, you're raw, you're vulnerable up there. And so I like to think, what can we do to bring that anxiety down? Even for someone who like, I mean, both of us love speaking. it still brings up nervousness. Our body's responding and going like, oh my gosh, this is a little scary, even though we love doing it. So anything we can do to bring that anxiety down, bring the confidence up way ahead of time, way before you're stepping on stage, that's, that's gold right there. Nice.
0: And So talk to me about, I mean, my brain's going a million miles an hour and going, (laughs) I love this stuff. This is awesome. Um, Because it's, to me, there's the two parties as far as I see speakers. One is I'm just going to get up and shoot the shit and we'll see what happens. And then the other one is I need to have this down pat. I need to have it memorized. I have an hour and a half memorized. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I definitely think there's, yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to actually either of those okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like the extreme, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the extreme. And I, um, how I, how I help people break it down. I break it down like super easy. I even have a Mad Lib style of creating your description and things like that. So I think when we have a plan, like, it's almost like an outline like a loose outline of what we're going to talk about that's your starting point and then have you ever heard of that you know getting to that conscious uh you have the unconscious incompetent, sorry, right? <laughs> the incompetent. <laughs> there we go yeah i hate that and, one.
0: consciously incompetent that one i hate the most it's like oh yeah. my god i suck this is
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't even i suck so bad i don't even know that i suck right so we want to get yeah we want to get to unconscious competence and I feel that a memorized speech is sort of in the conscious competence square. And I can hear it. And I don't know if you can hear it too. Like I can tell when somebody when someone is has it memorized. memorized, there's a certain <laughs> cadence that happens. That's like, huh, okay. And it's a disconnect. So it's like, you need to know your stuff, but you need to know it so much. It's just in your Bones, and that's that, and that's that unconscious competence space. And how you get there, gosh, is really different for everybody, right? Um, And so I say, Well, here's how I do it, but you got to find your way as well. (laughs) And sometimes maybe you maybe it sounds a little rough or memorized, but I, yeah, I, I think there's so many different ways that you can still make it natural. I even had a talk last night and it was one of those things, I don't know if it's Mercury, Mercury retrograde or whatever, but some technological stuff happened that, and I said, you know what, we had just done this really emotional exercise off camera and everyone was raw. People were crying and here I'm like, okay, let's talk about speaking. And I was like, okay, let's all just take a minute or, you know, we're in our heart and like, let's just take a breath. And now we're going to shift gears because you, I had to recognize what just happened <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. So there's this also way of being with what's in the room and that isn't winging it, but it's being improvising and that improv skill of going, okay, yeah, here's what's happening. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Right. Absolutely. Oh, I have so many of those stories. (laughs) So many. it just reminded me
0: of, there was one course that we did and we got locked out of the room we had no technology. We had no anything. So I have thirty people standing out in the middle of the hallway, all huddled around a laptop.
1: going yeah, At one point, you just let the PowerPoint go. You're like, and, and that's also. what well, we're of supposed the to be watching a video, so we're like oh. they're
0: watching this little itty bitty thing. And then I did up and I'm like, well, if anybody comes in, you know, so be it. And, and eventually, they broke the door down, which is super weird. But oh wow, you know, that's so like a good, nice it was an story intense one. That is awesome. So I know that you have a fantastic kind of roadmap for people because it's not, um, I don't want to leave people with the impression that it's like, oh, we're going to help you find your way <laughs> randomly through this because so you have an awesome kind of legwork if you want to put it a roadmap. What do you call your, your yeah, setup well to be?
1: the get speaking gigs now is the company and then I have an academy for that. And there's mm-hmm. seven steps that I call like the speaker's attraction formula get your talk ready to rock is step number one. That's why I say like, you have to have something, you gotta have something, what I call a product on the shelf, right? Because you're also energetically opening up to the universe or to whatever you wanna call it, Um, I'm ready, like ask me. (laughs) If someone says, hey, would you speak? You're like, well, yes, I would. If you don't have that talk, you're gonna be pushing it away because you're gonna have that I'm not ready yet energy. So So before we go into
0: step two, Talk to me about that one, because I hear a lot of people say, I'll I'll just go, oh, great. So what do you want me to talk about? And they're like rabbits. So we're going to talk about rabbits. I'm like, no, don't ever. (laughs) I know you can talk about random stuff and, and be able to create that. But talk to me about the power of having a signature talk.
1: Yeah, it really is like if you if it's I don't know why people don't recognize this as speaking, but it's like if you were a open up a business and someone's like, oh well, what's your business? You're like, we do everything. We do anything. I mean you would never do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sell everything. Okay, you're Amazon, right? Like I don't know. <laughs> Amazon kind of does probably fall into that only company that actually falls into that category. They practically sell everything.
0: I wonder if you can buy windmills in Amazon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a very very small windmill. So so there's that and you have to you know put the stake in the ground. And it makes sense that people aren't necessarily sure what to talk about, because usually if you have a desire to be a speaker, you have a lot of experience, like 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, you have a lot of knowledge about this thing that you do or service that you provide. So then you're up with a challenge of like, okay, how do I shrink that into 20 or 30 minutes segment enough to where I'm not fire hosing the audience. Right. Or I call Thanksgiving dinnering your audience. <laughs> like they're, I love so they're like, oh, I'm going to throw up. It's so much. You don't want that. Right. No. So you have to bite size it down. So people go, oh, OK, I can. That's a really good appetizer. I would like to have more. And you give them an action invitation. So there's all these great things that you can do, but it does take some structure and it takes some intentionality. And I think a lot of times people just want it to be done and think it's going to be easy. Well, I know about all my topics. So I'm just going to tell them everything about, you know, whatever their neuroscience. And you're like, wow, there's, you cannot tell everyone about neuroscience in 30 minutes. Well, yeah. And please whatever. don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'll be like, so asleep, right? A great
0: metaphor. I love that. So when somebody says to me, the other complaint I get on the other side of it is, well, what if, you know, if I have my signature talk, if I'm doing the same thing, I'm going to get bored out of my mind. And I always say, okay, but a great rock star plays the same song over and over and again for 20 years. And people want to hear that song, but they don't want to hear that you've stifled it. <laughs>
1: like they, don't, was, they don't want it
0: to sound like it's the eight millionth time you've played that song. So I really feel bad for band members because it's like, at least as a speaker, I can change it up <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> yeah, they're like,
1: they didn't play it like they did on the record. Yeah, I, I was actually going to use that metaphor. I was just at a rock concert the other day. And awesome. yeah, it's like, it's exciting. And if you can release yourself from that content a little bit and think, what are you there for? You're not, it's not really about you, right? Like it's about the audience. It's about... Well, for me and Michelle, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, I put on this earth to give a gift, the gift that I'm pretty good at. Right. And I think everyone else has a gift too. And if you are called to speak, you're like, not everybody gets that call. So if that's like a little, a phone call, whether you're an extrovert introvert or anywhere in between, you get the call, whether you wanted it or not. And you're like, you're thinking, I guess I should be out there speaking. That means that your voice, your message, your what expertise, someone's going to benefit from it. And to me, when you put that out there, you are helping to raise the consciousness of all of us, of humankind. And to me, that is no small feat. Like that's a, so that like now we're getting to like my bigger mission, right? That's what I'm here for. It's not just for me to get my message out. It's so that I can help other people get their message out to get to the people who need to hear that message. And that's what it's all about pokey. Okay. So what's, <laughs> what's step number two? I'll quit, quit interrupting. And like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we may or may not have to, to get through all the steps. You'll just have to call me and find out what the rest of them are, exactly. but um, you need to really find your ideal audience and really understand who's my ideal target market. And that can be so powerful. I know people, will think, well, I'll just Google it. Like I can just Google. And I'm telling you folks, if you Google associations, for example, which is a great way to get a speaking engagement, a lot of associations bring in speakers. You will immediately feel overwhelmed because there are (laughs) gazillions. That's a scientific term. There's Mm. (laughs) gazillion associations and you'll just go down this rabbit hole and get overwhelmed and be like, oh my God, that's too many. I can't, I just, I can't. And you'll give up. So being targeted and really finding who's my niche market without being too attached to it at first, right? Because you don't actually know if they're your market. I mean, you, you're going to do a really good, confident guess. And like, (laughs) I think these are my people, but you need to also then go out and, and see, are they your people? That's step number two. And then step number three is we need to monetize your speaking and, A lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about what that means. Mm -hmm. They think it's like, oh, my speaker fee, I wanna charge $10,000 and even though I've never given one speech. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I work with emerging speakers and I think there's a great power in even having that first 100 talks um, without a fee, right? And actually, there's so many ways to monetize your talk, regardless of a speaker feed. That is just one, just one way that you might monetize your talk. So again, it comes back to intentionality and strategy. Like, what is your intention? What is your business model like? What are your skills? If you're not good on the phone, then we're not going to have you offer a strategy session. Or you need to Bump up your skills and getting good at the phone, right? It de- <laughs> 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 kind of depends. Kind of depends. So, so there's all these different pieces that go into play, and I like to have all my clients who work closely with me have a monetization menu so that they can plug and play that different strategy depending on the talk. You're not always going to use every single like that one strategy every single time. You might have one that you use more often. But depending on the situation, you might change it up. Oh, I love that. Because oftentimes I'm looking at people and they're going, Well, I have
0: I could do these videos, I could do this stuff. And it's like, okay, but do you like being on video? Or are you more of a writer and they're like, Oh no, I totally like to write. If you got me to write something, it'd be fun. <laughs> well then write, write and find an audience that reads. Because yes. if you're a writer, find yes. an audience that reads, it doesn't mean that you can't be a speaker as well because to me speaking is very different than being on video and so 100%. so talk to me a little bit about that because people are going well why you're in front of a camera and you're talking <laughs> what's the difference
1: yeah it depends there's there's different and it's nuances right at this point it and even if you're on video for a facebook live there's a lot more forgiveness because it's live you're not Necessarily scripted or if something, if your dog runs through it, your your dog ran through, you know, (laughs) versus a video that that is produced and on your website and a more uh, targeted marketing video so there's all these ranges even just in video right like there's so many different things that you could do. And then if you have a live audience, so like, even if Facebook live doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to have a live audience and there's, they may not be able, they can speak through a message, but maybe not on stage. So there's all these different platforms out, like clubhouse is no video, but you can invite people on stage. and You can have a conversation. Oh my gosh. If you're live or you're speaking, like say on a zoom call, and there's a bunch of people on there, that's different too, because then you're managing the chat. You need to see, like, okay, who's gonna, who am I gonna let unmute? Who am I? <laughs> there's this whole audience facilitation. That's what I call audience management. That's a whole nother ball of wax. I mean, we can have hecklers in all these different scenarios when there's a live audience or virtual audience, right? right. That maybe you're not going to have to deal with when you're just doing. Oh, I'm going to do a video, and no one can say anything about it, right? <laughs> That's awesome.
0: And you get really good at those live and funny you mentioned that I think my dad was my worst heckler ever and it was I'm like "Dad, yeah, you're killing me like For, <laughs> well and I was just like oh okay I'll answer your questions because it's my dad I know how to <laughs> deal with them. yeah and they're like oh my god you did so well with that elderly gentleman in the front row <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> God, that's the Good, Like yeah, I have
1: lots of practice. <laughs> exactly. God, you're not helping me. Tell them to you know sign up for my products. <laughs> that's
0: funny. I love it. So who do you love to serve and support? Who's your ideal client? Who do you love working with?
1: I love working with coaches. I love working with like life coaches, business coaches, consultants, authors, speakers. Someone who's like I call an emerging speaker. Maybe you haven't had a hundred talks yet. To me, that's emerging speaker because you learn so much in that first hundred um, that you just can't replicate. It's like, it's like reading the manual for the learning how to drive a stick shift. And then you actually have to get in the car, right? So you learn a lot in those first hundred (laughs) miles, right? Of driving. And and that's how I consider that. So um, that's who I really love to work with. I healers. I work with people who are grief uh, specialists. Ironically, I don't know why I get attract. They are attracted to me but they have a message to say it's super important. Usually it's people who really are serious about making an impact and transforming other people. I could say heart-centered. I think that just is a natural fit. If you're not really a heart-centered person, you tend to not come into my atmosphere too much. (laughs) (laughs) I repel, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I attract, I just really attract heart-centered people. And I think that you can- have a heart and do business the way you want to do business with the people you want to do it and attract the ideal clients that you want. And so that's what I teach people. And that's what works for me too. Like I can tell when it's not a fit and that's okay. That's why there's more than one coach for different things. (laughs) Exactly. That's fun. So give us an example of a Cinderella story. What do you think? Oh my gosh. So one of my clients uh, is introvert and she, is a speaker. She had a lot of years in Toastmasters. And when she met me, she was basically charging a very, very nominal fee for her workshops that she had created this really original content. And she decided, I I think I'm ready to, you know, take this to another level and really have speaking be a part of what I do. And I want to be a trainer and coach people. And she dove right in, she crafted her workshop in a little bit a a little different way. So she could charge a certain, uh, we actually like, I think eight times more than what she was charging for fully Fully gave her permission to do that. Like Mm -hmm. this is really valuable and you should do it. And that first, uh, workshop she led, I think she had 10 people. She created an offer again, had we not done some coaching that would not have occurred because she was really uncomfortable asking for a sale. right? Right. And This is really common. People want to give, 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 and then sometimes feel a little weird or awkward or uncomfortable asking to receive. So we came up with a plan that she was really excited about that felt really in line with who she was. She had several people take her up on her offer, got some coaching clients out of it. And then when we moved to the next step of, okay, so how do we keep it going? Which is actually step number four in my system. It's like, how do you get asked back again and again, right? So then we crafted an email that she could send out to a target market. And we realized she had a lot of resistance about asking via email as well. Mm-hmm. So through collaboration, I was able to create an email for her that really worked. She sent out, I think, like 10 emails that first, it was like in a day, you know, she just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. And she got three responses back, got booked to be an international speaker. I mean, wow. I, she's like, it worked. I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, it, I know, I know. Imagine that. If you ask people, then people say yes. And so now she has a system. She has, This is one organization. She doesn't have to, remember, she doesn't have to Google and get overwhelmed with all the associations. She's one organization is nationwide. She can speak till the cows come home, right? Nice. Uh, for this one organization. That's how simple it can be. It doesn't have to be super complicated. I love that. So what
0: are a couple of strategies that people can use to kind of book things or find their ideal clientele? What do they do?
1: Yeah. Again, it's about finding your, for her, she, I'm trying to keep keep it somewhat anonymous, but (laughs) Anyway- or you so can use you, me as an example, what would I do? <laughs> yeah, so like who's your, let's do it right now. Who's your okay. ideal audience? Entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs, for sure. Okay, yeah. and then what is the product or service that you would most likely want them to engage in with you? So we do done for
0: you, um, Infusionsoft tech. So most of our clients will be looking to get online. Or they're already online and they're looking for a specialist in Infusionsoft as opposed to a generalist or somebody that they've trained. It's like, yes. okay, the system's broke. We need to get it fixed. We need
1: to get it working right. This is- Do your people already have, do they already have Infusionsoft or you're getting them ramped up on it and they... Um, potentially, oh. let's, let's work with the ones that don't have it. Let's okay. say they don't. That's easier. Okay. And usually are they a certain size? Like, is it a single entrepreneur or more like a, more of an enterprise type of situation? So they them? are usually privately
0: owned. So entrepreneurial based companies that have a team of people already working with them. So they'll have like 10 to 50 people already working with them.
1: Yeah. So that's a distinction, right? That like, okay, as I'm, and I'm familiar with Infusionsoft. I've used it for several years with another organization that I was with. And so that's an important distinction, okay? So it's like, like so for Michelle, if you're listening, the audience is listening, (laughs) um, she probably wouldn't go to that individual uh, entrepreneur events, that wouldn't be her top target market, right? It's not that to say that if you went to an entrepreneurial event that some of your people wouldn't be there, but that wouldn't necessarily be your target market. It might be more, okay, so then here's another bonus question. Before you worked in Infusionsoft, what did you do before that? What is a bulk of your career in, what industry? In personal development. Okay, um, for the whole, your most of your career? Um, I
0: have a very varied <laughs> background yeah. um, and we like to tease that I'm probably one of the only people that got my forklift operating license when I didn't need it at all. I just did it for fun and entertainment and I wore six inch stilettos and I had one inch nails. I was a full speaker at that time and uh, just decided to go and do it. So my career, my actual careers are just as varied. <laughs> so I know, but that's been, good. Yeah, that's it, oh, good. it works great because I have a ton of stories I can relate to anybody in business. So what I love to do is go into like franchises and speak for them and show them how to automate and how to use technology to be able to get head office doing the marketing, but then have individual um market plans for the local enterprises.
1: So see here, this is where, this is why these conversations can be so powerful, right? So listeners, if you're tracking with me here, <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of really gold nuggets that Michelle just left us, right? So remember I said, if you go on Google, there's a gazillion associations, right? But for Michelle, she's gonna to wanna to get into like exactly that target market. Who are, the, what's the sweet spot? And I, I know Michelle already knows this. We're just pretending that she's not listening for a second or having a sidebar. No, I'm just kidding. So obviously then franchise yeah, franchise associations are places where franchise owners would be a great place for you to step in, right? Especially if we're even going beyond just the indi- Here's where it starts to go, you know, especially as we're going beyond the individual franchise owner what do franchise owners are the clients of the franchise so if you know there's a i can't think of a franchise off the top of my head but whatever franchise xyz has 50 franchise owners around the country and Michelle's company became the trainer for you know like let's get you all in in infusionsoft and we have specialists who can help you that's a big deal Right. Absolutely. So <laughs> no, you can start to no, no, think no, of like, no. yeah, like you start think like, oh, one little speaking engagement can just blow up somebody's business, yeah. not in a really hard way. It's like boop, A to B fast. Another little nugget, just in case people were listening, was the construction. You said the forklift now. um. The fact that you did that gives you a lot of credibility, even if you weren't technically ever a professional forklift operator, you know, it's, it's I was certified it's a though. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Like, I got my certificates on the wall. Sorry. There are a whole bunch of associations for construction in all. And you kind of think like construction, that could be pavement. It could be piping. It could be plumbing. I mean, very, very, very long list and typically construction they're working on the project not so much on the i mean there's people in construction who use technology of course but it's not there may be like my husband's a golf instructor he's on the golf course he's not on the computer all the time so a lot of golf instructors don't have that like regular you know, CRM experience. My CR what? I don't even know how to spell it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's so, our line. <laughs> again, even so if we just did, you know, franchise owners or franchise uh, as an industry and construction as an industry, those are two huge opportunities, right? So that's how it can work. Oh, I
0: love that. Oh my God. I've just changed my whole niche. I'm changing all my marketing.
1: <laughs>
0: that is exactly it. That's awesome. Uh, so, clearly, guys, you have to go and talk to Lisa because you want that conversation. Trust me, because my brain just went poof, 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 It's like popcorn all over the place. It's awesome. So, what might somebody at home be thinking um, or obstacles they might be facing in their life that they're thinking, oh my God, Lisa, I need you so badly right now?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that speaker's kryptonite comes in so fast. It's just, it it shows up. And I mean, even if, if you're listening out there, just ask yourself, what is that voice inside my head? That's me. That's not me saying, oh, well, you need to do more research or you're, you're really, you're still working on your talk. So call her when you're ready. And when you, when you have your talk done, you know, then you can. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, do not wait. Do not yeah. Wait. Exactly. It's like if all those like notice those voices and reach out. I mean, I have a few resources that that we'll share in a minute, but that's a sign that you are ready. There's not going to be a sign in your mind that's like I'm ready. Those <laughs> that voices exactly that are you know. saying you're not ready are actually trying to protect you from sharing your voice. that's okay we can just go okay thank you and we're gonna let them (laughs) sit in the back seat
0: (laughs) i love that so all of you construction workers out there that are thinking about going on stage to go and get clients you're absolutely right this is your perfect timing go talk to lisa get set up because the time i think i went i'm ready was you right after about that hundredth talk i keep telling everybody just do six of them and you will have it memorized i guarantee by the sixth one you'll have it knocked out of the park and you'll be repetitious but really by the hundredth one, it's like, oh, okay, I'm a speaker. <laughs> it's like, well yeah, you were a speaker people, the first time you got on stage, but I felt like it.
1: I tell people I could speak in a box with a fox, in a in a boat with a goat. Like it's all good, like it <laughs> rain could fall from the sky and I've got it. Like we're good. I'm not yep. <laughs> <laughs> I always say we're gonna land this plane on time. It's gonna be okay. Nice. So how quickly could
0: somebody scale their business through speaking?
1: Well, as quickly as they want, honestly, especially now more than ever with virtual blowing up, honestly, you could have three speaking engagements in a day if you wanted to, and just build your list, build your, fill your appointments, fill your programs, whatever it is, it's, you don't have to even leave your house. Yeah, I particularly and Jeff said, "I said this
0: has been the best pandemic ever." <laughs> I think it, it has been actually because I love being able to speak in France and Italy and <laughs> England and
1: Orlando and Calgary all in the same day. It's like that was awesome. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. And I, I did all my stuff local before speaking. I, I, traveling for speaking was not part of my strategy, just for personal reasons which is what's so cool about speaking. You can make it however you want. Do it want. any way you want. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, for me, when we switched to virtual, yes, I had to adjust to I was like, I, mean, I did webinars. and do all my coaching virtually. So that part wasn't, but it is different. Audience engagement is different. Using the chat is different. All these things are slightly different. And I was like, this is amazing. Now I can be, yeah. I'm like, oh, Canada, sure, no problem. Click, oh, Mississippi, <laughs> yep. Now I can do that. Yep, 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 yep. Connecticut, all over. And I loved it. And it it, brought us uh, together.
0: Absolutely. You don't have to, (laughs) because it's easy to go to Orlando, but it's super difficult to go to, you know, middle of, I don't know, Kentucky. And now it's just like, yeah, we're in Kentucky. It's all good. (laughs) I love
1: it. I love it.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. So I know that there are listeners, our listeners are going to want more from you. So how do they start their journey with you?
1: Yeah, you can just go to GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. That's gigs with a S because of course you want more than one, right? You Absolutely. want lots. So GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. There are a few resources there for you. You'll get an immediate invitation to grab five top tips to get more speaking gigs now. And that way I'll give you a whole bunch of, there's even bonus tips. So you get all kinds of goodies. Oh. And then at the top right of the page as well, if you'd like a consult with me, there's a button there where you can, you can apply for a rock your talk readiness assessment. That's really for you. If you're like, oh my gosh, this is the sign I was looking for. (laughs) What am I waiting for? I got to talk to her. That's what that button is for. But if you're like, hmm, I need to know a little more about her, then, then go ahead and get the five top tips or you can do both. Do both. Do both. Absolutely.
0: So if you're driving right now, go to don't worry about that. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blogs later on. We will have Lisa Reed's reads information all over the place and get speaking gigs now. So you can type in speaking, you can get, get gigs, you can get, get booked, all sorts of things that you can search on and you will find uh, all of her uh, links in the notes. And if you're on iPod, iTunes, Apple, they've changed their name. I get confused, but just I- go down into the show notes and you'll find all the information there as well. Awesome. So I have to ask you this before I let you go is at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur?
1: Oh man. I remember in it was easily in high school, and my dad was an entrepreneur. I grew up with my dad as a hypnotherapist, and he would have open houses and sell the tapes and sell the books and all the stuff. And I would go and I would, you know, be in his seminars and stuff. So it was like I was dipped in the marinade, right? But then when I graduated college, I fell into the, I think I need to get a job. And I didn't know where to get started. I, even though I'd had all that education, I didn't, I was scared. I was really scared. And because uh-huh. it is, it's is a little scary. You got to be, got to be a brave soul. to You got to be a little crazy. That's what
0: <laughs> you totally do. And I, you may not know this, but I wrote a book called Business Ownership Mindset. And it's a, going from consumer as a child that we just consume stuff and we and then moving into kind of how do I make money what is this thing called money what is it really representing in my life is it what I value is it you know is it being able to access things that I value or bigger things that I value and entrepreneur is way at the end and it is a special kind of crazy and I, so I totally get it. You can be dipped in all the marinade you want, you can be thrown in the oven, but you may come up running
1: out and going into, yeah, I just want a union job. Yeah, right. Okay. right, right, right. <laughs> well, in that sense of security, I, I think uh, obviously false sense of security as we now, uh, the pandemic if nothing else has taught us that we don't know anything that's going to happen ever. Like we think we can predict the future, we cannot. But there is that false sense of security of that regular paycheck or, you know, the insurance or whatever, the benefits, whatever people, you know, none of that's secure. Just like being an entrepreneur, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no real external security. There's insecurity internally. Yeah, nice. So when, when did you take that leap after? Was that? I have had many
0: leaps.
1: I've many, like you, I've had lots of leaps into entrepreneurialism over the years. We, um, I, I started a day spa. I was a, well, actually in college, I was a Mary Kay consultant. I mean, you know, started from, it was like, how many That's examples? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we opened up a day spa from scratch. We bought an existing day spa. We bought a franchise of a different kind of business. So, I mean, there was all different. We were real estate investors. I mean, there was all kinds of, things. And then I would kind of go back into working for someone and then come back out and go back, you know, so there was a lot of, of back and forth over the years, oh, There's so nice. always that pull. And now <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I, we got this now. I'm just gonna do my thing. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That's a benefit of knowing when you know that you're good. You can walk anywhere in a oh, boat and talk to a goat. Then. Yeah, mean <laughs> if that goat's got money on it, man, I am making money. <laughs> We're we are are doing good. yoga now, so you never know. <laughs> He's going. You paddle the boat. I'll give you milk. It's all good. There she, you go. She would be saying that. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. So uh, thank you so much for your time today. I value yeah. and appreciate it immensely. So. Before we let you go, any last words for our peeps?
1: Oh, man. If you're waiting for some day to show up on your calendar, you're going to be waiting a long time. To Some day is not a day on the calendar. So make it today. Nice. Love that.
0: Thank you so much. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle.awarenessstrategies.com at or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.